Woo Ramones of the Day, and this is Susie is a Headbanger. What do they fuck? Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramon song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I am Philip. And I'm Molly. And today we are discussing Susie is a Headbanger. It's a song that the Ramones play. And it's on, it's from, I should say, 1977's Leave Home. That is their second studio album. Number deuce. Number deuce. Number deuce. Um, this song is, like many on their first four-ish albums, credited as written by the Ramones. Actually, it's credited as Ramones. As Ramones, excuse me. As Ramones. And Not to be niche or anything on uh, the no, show. Okay, but... well, you know what, I want to take, <laughs> I'm going to take this back. So, no. Um, well, the point is that oftentimes, like, all the songs were written that way, and then we'd come and find out. It was like, oh, this guy did that, this guy did that. Well, this one is confirmed by Tommy Ramone as a true group effort. Nice. This is, this is all four Ramones pitching in a hand. Like, one of the few times. Yeah. Like, the beginning of Eight is Enough. They're yeah. all together, hugging each other. Um, yeah. Uh, and I gave this a song category love. He loves her a lot. Nice. Drives, drives him crazy how she does that thing she does. Oh, man. Drives him <laughs> crazy. Um, so, as everybody knows, 160 freaking episodes in, this is the part where we talk about how many times they played this live. I like it. I have an update, though. Okay. On this. Okay. Um, so. Uh, Set list or? Eagle-eyed listeners may remember uh, our conversation earlier. Um about setlist.fm being, uh, you know, basically they only have what they captured, but they don't have everything, right? But then our listener, Evan Reese, has stats at his fingertips, and he has figured out, um, oh, I'm going to screw up the phrase, but it's it's incredible. It's like almost almost comical how it's like, that's exactly what a stat head would say. Okay. Of like how I figured out it was like he figured out the variable and then it was like and this is your percent uh, percentage played and so long story short based on setlist.fm's 138 confirmed times mm-hmm. he adjusted out to that being more like 402. What? Yeah, so he has he has gone through this and I don't know how we I have to figure out how to share this, but he's basically figured out here are all the songs that Setlist says they played. Uh-huh. Then he has the amount of times they actually show up on a set list and then goes against the, the actual amount of set lists that they have because not all the 2,000 shows have set lists. Uh-huh, okay. So then he figures out, it's like, okay, if, if this is an early song like this uh-huh. and they played it X amount of times percentage-wise in that time, then he figures out different variables to sort of guesstimate if that trend continued, I know I'm blowing your mind. No, no, it's all right. If that trend continued, this is what it should have actually been. This is a more That's a huge discrepancy though. It is, to it is actually, yeah. Cause cause into uh into account a lot of our a you lot think of our, our shows. listenership is gonna shut down now? Oh yeah. All right, they're already ready. <laughs> our, our facts are <laughs> this whole thing's been a sham. Well, to to be perfectly frank, I think they've always been saying that about yeah, that. Yeah, that's but, fair. That's fair. Um, so just throwing out some early stats here. Uh-huh. We once said, 
like Blitzkrieg Bop was the top play, uh, 694 times. The he calls it the probably played index. It's closer to 2100, 2108. That's crazy times. Yeah. Um, so really, we're getting a fourth of the numbers, is what he's saying. It seems like that. Yeah. 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 And, okay. and it's not it's not a hard case the whole time. But he's averaging out based on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's so, cool. Yeah. So more. More uh, interesting nerd stuff. Yeah. For people who are already like super niche nerds. Saying don't say the, <laughs> say just for both. <laughs> that's why you come here, kids. That's why you come here. Um, so that's that's not only facts, that's math facts. Do you have yeah. them facts they could be based on math? Or? No, no, I have very little facts that are really that interesting, but this 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 not have to be interesting. Nah, totally. Absolutely. We have nothing uh, but time. Yeah, this one's this one's produced by Tony and Tommy. Tony, Tony and, and Tommy. Tommy. And I love that duo, just because you can say it either way. Tommy or Tony or Tony and Tommy, either way. You uh, can't, yeah, you can't not say it like <laughs> East Coast. And I want to think... Tony and Tommy. Like, in my imagination, those recording sessions were just a fest. You know what I mean? <laughs> just a, just a, a, a New York accent fest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just everybody's... Uh, Everybody's oohing and on. <laughs> it's it's just like bad De Niro impressions <laughs> across the board. Across Variations the board. of that. Totally. Sure. Totally. Um, that that's literally the last fact that I have. That's fine. Tony and Great. Tommy. Tony and Tommy. Just um, like it's I like Tony a, and Tommy. I have a few facts that may or may not be interesting, and we'll find out. Great. Let let's let's let them rip. Uh, so the first one is about Tommy. Um, Tommy Ramon. Uh, says that this is one of the first songs that they wrote together. Uh-huh. One of the one of those early gestation ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also for our show. It is our fourth and final girl title song. Uh huh. So for everyone paying attention, yeah, there are Jackie and Judy. Mm-hmm. There is Sheena. Yep. There's Heidi. Heidi. And then there's this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and Judy and is on the same album. No, not on this one. She's on the first previous. Really? Who's on this one? Sheena. Sheena. Sheena was a replacement one. And actually, it went back to back. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I think I think I know. I think I know. Yeah, Sheena. Yeah, and it's fun. (laughs) And okay, and correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't it go like back to back? It's like Sheena's a punk rocker, and then Susie's a headbanger. Exactly. Yeah. I, it's funny to think, like, somebody must have been driven crazy, but I was like, we're saying, we're, it's the same. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. an S name, is a something. Totally. It's like the first rule of screenwriting. You're not supposed to have two S names in the same script. <laughs> it's very confusing. Yeah. It is a little confusing. <laughs> um, is this one Sheena? No, no, no. No, no. Sheena is a punk rocker. Uh-huh. Well, then, then who's the headbanger? Well, isn't headbanging, like, that? that's, she's going to a punk rock show, though, right? <laughs> Uh, Aren't they both punk rockers? Are they both headbangers? Shut no, 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 no. Um, uh, this is also a true three chord song. Okay, there I love it. There are only three chords. I know that gets thrown out all the time about punk the in Ramones, general and yeah. the Ramones, but I have found that a lot of times they'll throw in a fourth one, or it is actually four or five or more mm-hmm. chords. Uh, this one is, what is it? D, C, G. Nice. And then they go like G C D and then back to D C G. Yeah. Over and over. We were sort of talking earlier about how these first songs are 
and I'm not saying this to be mean, but a bit primitive yes. in the sense that they just kind of state the thesis mm-hmm. and then repeat and out. You know, there's yeah. no, the, the once the thesis is out there, we don't really get any more of the story. It's just like, here it is in a sentence. What did you call it? Oh, that's that. That's that. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're saying that maybe the Ramones should put out another album posts. They should put a uh, so they have like they do have like posthumous albums that are like collections of like their hardest hits and their their toughest <laughs> tracks and stuff. <laughs> and they should they should put one called That's That, which is like the collection of the ones that are like it's here and that's it. Yeah, this is a song. This, this is a song. <laughs> this is a song. So like this <laughs> and it's a long way back to Germany. I, I can't think of too many off the top of my head. I also do things. like the title Tough. Toughest hits. They're toughest hits. <laughs> oh, so tough. <laughs> um, I had a, um, a trivia about headbanging. Love that. Uh, so I tried to find, I, I'm unsuccessful. I tried to find if this was the first time that the word headbang or headbanger was used in, in the song, song title. Excellent. I didn't, I didn't find anything earlier. Huh. Um, so it may be. Okay. Um, however, they also oh. are, whoa, they, sorry, <laughs> just lost something. She was stabbed. My mind. Um, but didn't we also have this conversation about punk rocker? Yes. Yeah. It, it see, we're mixing up. <laughs> Wait, is she a headbanger too? Um, yeah. No, but seriously, like, they, they used a like lot Hina. of slang in their, yeah. you know, songs as. Sure. And I believe in that case, I could neither confirm nor deny that that was the first time either. I yeah. Don't know. Um, so I have a side note on that. Okay. Uh, on YouTube, I was just scrolling, trolling through the comments as I do. Yep. IDRS Lucas says, and I quote, this song is absolutely positively about oral sex, unquote. <laughs> I never heard that before in my life, okay. but now that I've read that, I can't unread it. What do you think about that? Well, I think the lyrics are, do it one more time to me. And I really, really love to watch her watch her head banging. And I mean, banging's in there, and you could kind of. I mean, it's not far. It's not not that. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a, there's a zero sum chance that it is. It. I believe. I'm trying to think of another example. I feel like maybe the Ramones have one, or maybe it's something else where it's like, that was an innocent phrase. I feel like it was an innocent phrase. But they had no other context to solidify it totally innocent. So now you can completely make up your own theory, which... It's a pretty good theory. It's not debunked. That's the thing. Yeah. That's... And the fact that they all agreed on it, I'm like, that would be just like them. <laughs> you know? That's true. They're like, all four of them work together. What about this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tommy, Tony, what do you think of this? Oh, yeah, real good. Oh, yeah, real good. <laughs> I love watching a headbang. <laughs> oh, okay. So tying to that, um, the uh, somewhere, someplace, they tie the origin of the act of headbanging, like thrashing your head around uh-huh. at a concert, okay. to uh, a late '60s Led Zeppelin concert. Okay, well, that, that was the first time that like it happened. Listen, I'm sure people have been banging their heads for. <laughs> 
Now I'm I sure. can't not hear it. Now I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> I can't not hear it either. People can't like, stop. Like, I'm sure there's some jazz head. shows where people were like banging their heads. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a natural dance movement. But to choose it as your dance, mm-hmm. I think, is when it gets specific. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. I'm sure we all bob our head a bit while dancing to rock and roll. <laughs> but um, I know what you mean. I think, I, and I think I see what you're saying. What I think what you're saying is that it probably happened in like short bursts, like you couldn't help yeah. but bob your head. Yeah. But yeah, the the actual like if you are head banging, you're that's all you're doing. That's all you're doing. There's and no you're other trying to show off how long and how hard yeah. you can't hear it that you can do it. <laughs> can you sustain the <laughs> Man, it is uh, really really there. Um I have one more, uh, one more fact. Please. Um, there's a bunch of covers of this, uh, but I wanted to give a special shout out to L7. I loved that cover. I mean, I love L7 in general. Yeah. And um, every time I hear another, I mean, like, I don't always listen to them. Mm-hmm. Like I used to, you know? And so whenever I come across something, I'm like, God, I still love this. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Uh, but I especially like theirs because they changed somewhere the... The like the reprise of ooh, they change it to Suzy, uh-huh. and it's almost one of those things where I can imagine the Ramones hearing it's like, why didn't we do that? Yeah, that's right there. We <laughs> could blew it. Yeah, Tommy, not Tony, not Tony. Uh, those are the facts I had. Okay, cool. Those are the facts I had. So. How do you feel about this? One? Um, I like it a lot. I actually wanted to say one last thing uh, oh. that that because you're bringing up L7's version of it. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talked about Sheena is a punk rocker. We were talking about how that song is potentially passes the Bechdel test. Yes. And what I was going to say about this song is that when the Ramones are singing it, it does not pass the Bechdel test because mm-hmm. it's it, it involves the male gaze. Right. But right, he likes. How yeah, he's watching her. He right. it's not about her specifically, he likes it's about him she, watching her. He likes how she performs. If you will. <laughs> so when L7 does it, it actually be, it actually does pass the Bechdel test. True. And that's a fun thing. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Context. Yeah. Yeah. Twist. Twist. Twist, twist it up. Yeah. Um I have always kind of loved the song. Yeah. Um I think most people do. I feel I've I feel like most people probably do, but I also think of those, like, okay, this is a subtle plug for the shirt that we made, but we have a shirt that has four prominent Ramones women characters, Jackie, Judy, Susie, and Sheena. And see, Mm -hmm. even then, I sort of forgot Susie, because I feel like she is the, it's the least played of those tracks, right? So I feel like it probably always kind of gets... Man, th- these puns are right here. It always gets the shaft. Um, <laughs> hey Hey, uh, Also, in general... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that, that was it. I, I feel like it's a little sort of an... Not forgotten, but kind of an underrated one. Well, in general, stop me if I'm just going off the handle here. I kind of feel like Leaving Home is not obviously a forgotten Ramones album, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's ever really an album that people are like that's the one or that's my jam yeah we've said this before and yeah this song it's kind is sort of an of underrated emblem. album if if that's possible I think it is yeah I think it is because it 
does sound an awful lot like the first one. Yeah, yeah. And Which it is kind of just like an extension of the yeah, first one, which is fine. It's like a sequel. It is like um, a sequel. I love that. Yeah. And and it's not quite the third one. Right. There's no big breakout hit on there. So right. you're kinda like, oh, and middle the, child the um sorry the single off of this is uh swallow my pride yeah so this this song isn't even yeah getting isn't, played on the radio no. so in a way this song is sort of the symbolic version of that song because the first one the first one has judy as a punk yeah which is almost like that's exactly what they're going for yeah the whole time yeah and rockets russia proper has sheen is a punk rocker which yeah. is like that's exactly what they're going for yeah all the time yeah and this one is this one which is like that's just really really good <laughs> why why can't you give it a chance why it's why is it pretty okay maybe and... it can't maybe it can't live up to those other guys but it doesn't mean that it's less yeah um but i'm gonna say i love it okay great what do you love about it um i think it's a lot of fun i've always really loved it um, I really like the surf sound, especially coming off like coming off the wave of surf tunes. Sure, makes a lot of sense here. Um, in the context of our show, yes, in the context of our show, yeah, where we're just we just got to talk about literal surf songs. Then, this one is like surf adjacent song. Uh huh. Okay. But uh, yeah, I've always I. Know if I can quite articulate what it is about Susie that I like so much. And this but is I coming did. out in '77, so the idea of headbanging. I don't think is like a huge thing yet. I mean, I headbanging so. in the eighties is a thing yeah. now, you know, yeah, but yeah, 77. Yeah. No, because, because it's not, it's not, I feel like when Metallica, like that era comes yeah. out, that's where that Pantera, you know, yeah, that's Metallica where that really kicks in. So yeah. like it, prior to this, rat. It's, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> all the biggest <laughs> rat and Metallica. Um, Prior to this, it's Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath, which uh-huh. are, it's like sure they're metal, but not what would be what metal would become. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, how do you feel about it? Um, I love this song. Okay. I don't love it more than some. Like, I would give it a soft love more than sure. like a, this is my favorite song of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just. You know, I, again, it's <laughs> some. The, I'm just looking at the lyrics. I just want to say a couple of the lyrics. Okay. To watch her, okay. To watch her, uh, watch her head banging. Susie is a headbanger. Her mother is a geek. Yeah. Do it one more time for me, ooey ooey. So what's that whole mother? Her mother's a geek about like what's that? What's going on there? Just that. I feel like that is the sort of classic Ramones left turn by way of how about this uh it's so Detroit Rock City isn't it like where the mom's like burning the albums have you ever seen that film oh yeah yeah a long time ago I mean I think it's a super underrated film I think it's pretty funny actually but the mom in it you know they all want to go to Detroit because they want to go to Rock City and the mom discovers that the main kids you know got these rock albums and she's gonna burn them and blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah and I feel like that's just such a stereotype from about parents in the 70s that like (laughs) you know they're all worried that rock and roll is the devil's work or whatever now I see what you're saying because you're you're saying geek like nerd uncool yeah I took it as like the circus term oh what does that mean in the circus I think 
<laughs> I think the geek in circus is the person who like bit chickens heads off. What? Which helps out that YouTube comment thing. Cause I mean, if her mom was a geek, <laughs> Oh man, I've never, never heard, heard that, that before. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, well, they were kind of upset, kind of, they were obsessed with, you know, those old yeah. movies. Freaks and yeah. Stuff. Freak freaks. Freaks. Or whatever, like super into it. So I feel like I okay, I, but, I, I buy but, it. But I, I buy it. But I'm glad you put it that other way. I didn't think about that. That makes it. That's actually more interesting. If it's, I don't know. I think the whole idea that they're just throwing in this random fact about her mom working in the circus <laughs> is way more interesting. Although you're tr- no, okay, now you're right because it would be it would be the type of thing where like if you knew that about someone, you'd be like, hey, this is this is uh, Bob. Um, he's going to be working with you. His mom's a circus geek, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> I can't not tell you. I just want to look at, I just want to look at the lyrics one more yeah. time. Just, just to break it down. So the first two lines are, ooh, we do it one time for me. Ooh, do it for one time for me. Then there's literally just like one phrase that they're singing. Uh-huh. Okay. Can't stop looking at that girl that we love. She's a headbanger. And then out of left field, by the way, her mother's a her geek. Mother's a geek. Ooh, we, ooh, we. It's like, if you were going to use this for songwriting class, oh. you know. Get out. <laughs> How do you explain it? Well, it's like, it's, it's interesting. It's almost like poetry. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like some kind of weird poetry. That well, yeah, because it gave you, it gave you two plus two and says it's seven. Yeah. Like somehow you're going to get seven out of this with these. And that two is not the I same mean, type of two. It paints a picture for sure. You know, they, they tell a story as weird and random as it is. Yeah. They, they get to it. So. Um, anyway, yeah. So, so to wrap it up, yeah. I love this song. Okay. Um, you know, if I gotta marry, okay, blank kill, you know, marry headbang kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 killing Susie. <laughs> uh, speaking of hard choices, who would you give uh, most valuable to? You know, I I love Joey so much, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some other songs coming up in the near future that um, I think is some of my favorite... Um, favorite brand? Yes, favorite vocals from mm-hmm. Joey. On this song, I think it's just, he's just kind of doing basic work. Hmm. And so I would say I would give it to maybe the drums on this one. All right. Well... Produced Which is Tommy and producer, so I'll give it to Tommy. Okay. That's a good one. Um, and there's a little... I, I That makes sense, too, because this song, like we said, is sort of like one thing, but they throw in a couple little turns in there. Like yeah, the, and at the end, they do the whole headbanging thing. Yeah, you and, know, the, that's and the fun. kind of breakdown. There's yeah. a little bit of like a cowbell at one point Ooh. that comes in. And See, I never hear any of that shit. It's a little... Maybe it's not cowbell, but it's that little... There's a little... During the chorus... It kind of goes boom, 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 boom. It makes like a little pop, uh-huh. and it's not a drum. It's some. It's I don't know what it is. Hmm. Um, cool. With that being said, I'm giving mine to Johnny Ramone. Nice. Because um, I like the guitar on it a lot, and I like that surf little riff. Cool. That. Oh yeah. He didn't invent, but they're like, man, we're gonna do it two or three times, so might as well just keep doing it. Hey, what do you think, Tommy? I love it, Tony. Well, do you have any last? Thoughts my my only last this. thought on this is that uh, if you go check out the eighty one Ann Arbor show, they, they just the oh, clip yeah. that came up when I was just looking up their videos sure. or whatever. Um, 
the live version of this song, that is my like one of my absolute favorite Joey's. And I want to okay. say that show hold please is from eighty one. Yeah, eighty one. Yeah, um, which is three years after four years after this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys just go check out that live version. His voice is getting so silky, and you know, like as he starts to get older, it just his voice gets, gets lower, gets really low. But right in this sweet spot around eighty two to eighty three, oh, he's crooning, but he's still kind of rock and roll, and it's mm-hmm. still kind of punk, and just that that version of this song is totally worth checking out because okay. it's just it's sublime. Eighty one and our bird, you found it on YouTube. Yeah, I think I've seen YouTube. that too. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Um. Well, that's a good parting note. Um. And on that parting note, thanks everybody for listening to us today. You can follow us on Twitter. I mean, if you want. We're at Ramon's Podcasts. <laughs> and join us next time when we will be discussing Swallow My Pride on Ramon's of the Day. Can't get away from it. Swallow My Pride. <laughs>